You're listening to the DNB Supply Show podcast, your number one resource for living the country lifestyle. This is your host, Matt Breckwald, coming to you from my place in the country to yours. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the DNB Supply Radio Show. Hey, this is your host, Matt Breckwald. It is great to have you back. Great to be with you here again this week. Well, I will tell you one of the great thrills of being able to do this show for the last couple of years is to be able to cover the sport of rodeo and specifically the quest to be Miss Rodeo Idaho, Miss Rodeo Oregon, and Miss Rodeo America. Today, we've got a very special episode for you. We're going to have on both Miss Rodeo Idaho as well as Miss Rodeo Oregon, starting with Sydney Butler, who represents the state of Idaho as Miss Rodeo Idaho, followed up by Jesse Cornforth, who represents the state of Oregon as Miss Rodeo Oregon. They're going to talk all about their quest to prepare for the Miss Rodeo America pageant, which starts tomorrow down in Las Vegas at the National Finals Rodeo and the week-long competition, all the knowledge they have to study for, all the skills they have to practice, and everything that goes into the preparation and they what they want their legacy to look like, both as representing their individual states as well as if they become Miss Rodeo America. It's a really, really fun profile of a competition that really exemplifies the skill as well as the knowledge and the talent of some great young ladies throughout our nation. I think you're going to enjoy hearing their stories and enjoy this episode. Sydney, thank you so much for coming back on the show today. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me. It's it's awesome to be back on. Oh, well, you bet. I know that... uh, that this is a very, very busy time of year for you as you're preparing for the Miss Rodeo America pageant. It is, yes. I've been traveling all over the place, you know, going to different seminars and studying with different coaches and putting my nose in every book I can possibly find about rodeo or veterinary science or all the newspapers I can find. So, yes, it's been very busy, but it's all been just super fun. So uh, this is really exciting. The pageant is starting tomorrow. Uh, if you're listening to this on the radio, it's starting tomorrow. And so it's really getting ready to kick off. And everything that you've been doing is all kind of coming together right now as we speak. It is. Yes. I'm, you know, I'm down here in Las Vegas, just getting ready. It's, it's lots of different mixed emotions. It's bittersweet as this technically is my last appearance as Miss Rodeo Idaho after an amazing year. But, you know, it's the start of something new. Whatever happens this week, I will open a new door in life. And so I'm blessed to have the year that I've had, and I'm excited to see what's ahead. Well, take us through how you've been preparing, if you will. You mentioned studying veterinary science. That is not something I would have guessed. So I'm, I'm assuming there's a lot I don't know here. How have you been getting ready? Yes. Well, two of our judges this week at Miss Rodeo America, there are four judges. We have a great panel of judges. Two of them are former Miss Rodeo Americas. One of them is actually a former Miss Rodeo Idaho. So that's a big honor for our state. And two of them are former vets. So these judges, you know, no matter their background, can throw anything at you from current events, personality questions, rodeo rules, terminology, and then all all sorts of animal science questions regarding anatomy of the horse, 
sort of internal or external parasites and diseases or what's the number one killer of horses, you know, anything they can Mm -hmm. kind of throw at you. So it's daunting, but it's also fun. I see it as a challenge. It's sort of exciting, you know, like, ooh, what are they going to, what are they going to ask me? And will I know it? (laughs) Now you've already got your college degree. So is this like kind of like going back to school here for a little while with all the studying? It has, yes. It's been a crash course, if you will, in all things Miss Rodeo America. So they give us a little pamphlet of what to expect and what they're looking for as judges of the Miss Rodeo America pageant. And of course, after being a rodeo queen for a number of years, you sort of grow to know what is expected of you at these pageants. And it it is essentially like applying for a job. So it's not not really a college course, but as if I've been preparing for applying for a top level executive position that requires me <laughs> to have extensive of the company I'm applying for and, and a good awareness of exactly what the job is that I'm I'm setting out to hopefully be tasked with. So it's it's been a crash course in all things rodeo and horses. Wow, that really is a great way to put it, preparing as though you're the top executive of a company, because of course Miss Rodeo America is, right? Uh, She is the face of that organization in, in Rodeo in America. She is, yes. Miss Rodeo America has been the official official ambassador of the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association since 1992. And all rodeo queens dream of not only being a state title holder, but holding that Landstrom's crown from the, the Black Hills of South Dakota on their head as Miss Rodeo America. It would be an incredible opportunity and, and a lot of fun at that. So, you know, win or lose, I already feel like a winner. But, of course, I, I do hope to be the best candidate for that job this week. How much do they let you know in advance? Like, how much can, preparation do you know that you've got to get ready for versus what might be a surprise? Well, at any time, you know, they could throw a surprise at you. But the pageant coordinators at Miss Rodeo America are some of the best in the nation. They make sure that we feel so prepared. They have been available to answer any questions that we have. So we go in knowing as as much or as little as I suppose we want to know. But I've asked a million questions and have read the schedule about a thousand times. And so I, I feel like I've got a pretty good idea of what to expect this week. But of course, more than anything, I just want to have fun, regardless of what they might throw at us. All right. Well, let me take a quick commercial break here. And then when we come back, I want to I want to find out if there's any question that's been on your mind, something you've been anticipating. Okay. All right. Sounds great. No matter how cold it is, your dogs need water. So what do you do if it's freezing outside? Well, you could try teaching your pooches to build a campfire, or you can pick up a Farm Innovators Heated Pet Bowl from D&B Supply. Farm Innovators Heated Pet Bowls only come on when it's below freezing and feature anti-chew cords so Fido can't cut the power. And of course, they keep water from turning into ice on those super cold winter days. Farm Innovators Heated Pet Bowls, available at your favorite D&B Supply. When you're stuck out in the cold or want to cozy up in your off-the-grid cabin, a Honda generator gets you going. Stop by D&B Supply to pick up one of these power players. Quiet, lightweight, and fuel efficient, Honda generators make winter camping, ice fishing, and even power outages more bearable. Take on the elements in a way you can take anywhere. Get all fired up for anything the winter brings and grab a Honda generator at your neighborhood D&B. 
All right, Sydney. Well, I want to ask you, is there a particular question or something, a particular event or something like that that you've been anticipating? Maybe something that, uh, that's that been kind of on your mind as, as you've been wondering if this is something you're going to get. Well, the pageant starts tomorrow and then will end with a coronation ceremony the following Sunday. So December 9th is when they will announce the 2019 Radio America. And of course, we know as contestants that they will ask us about about ourselves and about rodeo and about current events going on in the world right now. But something really weighing heavily on my mind is the horsemanship competition. I've been riding horses pretty much my whole life and have been showing horses for a long time. And horsemanship, of course, is a huge part of being Miss Rodeo America. Not only are you a spokesman for our sponsors, the PRCA and the Miss Rodeo America Association as a whole, but you also travel around to rodeos all over the country. Miss Rodeo America travels over 100,000 miles during her year and rides, I would say, countless different horses. So you have to be able to ride pretty much anything they throw at you. And, and people are great. The rodeo community takes great care of their rodeo queens and Miss Rodeo America included. But the horsemanship competition is first thing Monday morning. So it is one of our very first judged events and makes up about a third of your score during the whole week. So I'm really looking forward to it, actually. I've had the opportunity to ride so many horses preparing for this contest a big shout out, big thank you to everybody who let me ride their horses just randomly one day, doing patterns and different maneuvers out in their arenas. People were so helpful and so generous with that opportunity. So really just excited for horsemanship again to see what I draw and see how it all goes. And I just that's one of the most fun parts of the competition is just to be around those horses. So excited to see what happens there. Well, you know, I was thinking about this as we were preparing for this this interview, and at the Miss Rodeo Idaho pageant, where uh, you and I got to kind of banter on stage for a few minutes and and talk, I just off the cuff came up with a question for you about uh, about President Trump, and it was a toughie, and you totally knocked it out of the park. And I I wanted to ask you, are there any questions or any topics that you might be asked about at the Miss Rodeo America pageant? that make you nervous or that, uh, you know, you kind of go, oh boy, uh, that one might be coming. Well, I've, I've done preparing for Miss Rodeo America. I've had a lot of practice interviews. I've sat a few people down with various backgrounds who have judged state pageants, who've judged Miss Rodeo Americas, our former state title holders, former Miss Rodeo Americas, and they've thrown a lot of these questions at me. So thankfully, I've had a, a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of current events. I feel pretty prepared to take a stance on these difficult things like immigration and gun rights, women's rights, you know, the protests going on in our country. Mm -hmm. And somebody gave me a good piece of advice. They're not asking you to try to solve the world's problems. They just want to see how you feel about them, you know, and have you done your research on the things going on in the world today? And so I I think more than anything, I'm just looking forward to just seeing what they ask. You know, there are those. Somebody did ask me a very tough question. She's a former Miss Rodeo, Idaho. She asked me, how would the world be different today if girls ran the world? (laughs) (laughs) That's probably the hardest question I've been asked. And all I could think about was the Beyonce song. So (laughs) (laughs) so that. But that was a tough one, but it's been so fun. And again, a big thank you to, to everybody who has helped me along the way prepare for this contest. 
Well, let's talk about the logistics of how all this works. I, you know, I think a lot of people listening probably wonder about that, and they don't know exactly how it all works. But let's start off with where do you stay when you're when you're down in Las Vegas? Where you stand? So the very first Miss Rodeo America pageant that was held in Las Vegas was held at the Tropicana, I believe. And for a number of years, they've they've been at a few different hotels, but this year they've returned back to the Tropicana Hotel. So a big thank you to that hotel for graciously allowing us to spread fake hair and rhinestones <laughs> across their hallway. A colorful week at the Tropicana. So all of the events will take place there other than horsemanship, which of course will be at the South Point Hotel. And all of us will pack about hundreds of hot boxes, boot boxes, and a thousand pounds of leather and rhinestones into the Tropicana for a week. And where will you keep your horse while you're there? So I actually don't take my horse to Miss Rodeo America. He is very happy. He gets to enjoy the holiday season eating happily in his (laughs) pasture at home here in Idaho. I do have to take a horse trailer down. I will drive my truck and trailer from here to Vegas, take that 10-hour drive. But it will be loaded with all of my stuff, not a horse. Uh, there's a great group of people who graciously donate about 15 or 16 horses to the Miss Rodeo America pageant. And you draw two different horses out of that group that they have. And you do a horsemanship pattern. And then you do a rail pattern a rail class on two separate horses that you've never ridden before. You're not allowed to warm these horses up. Mm-hmm. Draw a number for a horse, find the horse that has the matching number, adjust your stirrups and get on and you're, you're being judged in the arena. So it's a big task, but again, I am excited just to have a little bit of time with a horse. That's one of my favorite parts of a pageant is to get to scratch the ears of one of our equine friends and, and get on and, and see how we do together. Now, do you know all of the other contestants already? Have you met everybody? I have met almost everybody. There's only one queen I have not met, but I feel like I know her. We all have a big group, Snapchat and Facebook group, and we all communicate so much that even though we might not physically be together, we all so close to each other all the time, sharing pictures and funny things that are happening to us. And so I'm so excited to get to spend this week with, 27 of my other best friends and just cheer them on as as they go through the same crazy things that I have to this next week. So it should be a lot of fun. And I know no matter who wins, the crown will be in good hands. And everyone has just done an amazing job as a state title holder. It's, it's been a phenomenal year with a great group of ladies. Let's talk about post-pageant for a second, and I guess maybe this is this is pre-pageant too, but what does it mean to you to represent all of, of the state of Idaho at this pageant and, and in front of all the United States at the National Finals Rodeo? It is nothing short of humbling. There's only been about 1,200 women or so that have competed on the Miss Rodeo America stage, and so to be one of those women representing the gem state is is a huge honor. You know, I've been so blessed and I'm so grateful for each and every person that has offered me an opportunity to represent Idaho and their rodeo, the agriculture community here in Idaho, which is one of our biggest qualities that we have here in the great state of Idaho. It's just been an honor. So the fact that I get to go represent them at Miss Rodeo America and and do those people proud and more than anything, the support and people letting me know that win or lose this week, I've already made them proud. I could not feel stronger and and happier going into this week, knowing that 
I represent some of the greatest people in the world. And just to have that group of people behind me is an amazing, amazing feeling. I cannot put any words behind it other than just how thankful I am to have such an amazing support system behind me. Well, that is great. And, and uh, love having you represent the state of Idaho. Uh, I think you do a wonderful job at it. I, I want to ask, if you do become Miss Rodeo America, what will you want to accomplish during your term? There's a few things I would love to accomplish as Miss Rodeo America. I, of course, would love to continue spreading my passion for the PRCA and the sport of rodeo. I sort of grew up as an urban cowgirl with no horse living here in the city of Boise, but regardless, through sort of my family's involvement with rodeo, just fell in love with the sport and have been able to reach a very unique group of people who might not have otherwise ever made it to a rodeo through my involvement with rodeo. I've I've sort of been able to share that passion and that enthusiasm that I've found in the sport with my friends here in Boise and, and a big group of group of people who have truly grown to enjoy rodeo and, and come to rodeos with me and even without me. They've fallen in love with the sport just like I have. I think the sport of rodeo represents Western traditions and values that the world could really use at the moment, like, you know, taking care of your community and supporting your neighbor and spending quality time with your family. One of my favorite things about the Western community is the time that they take to make sure everybody sits down and eats a meal together, whether that be the family in the morning at the breakfast table before everybody goes their separate ways in the afternoon or every rodeo performance, there's always a hospitality tent either before or after the rodeo where they encourage everyone who works the rodeo, the cowboys and the cowgirls who competed to come have a good meal and celebrate the fact that we're all there to participate in a sport that we love and rodeo brings so much value to communities, not only economically, but through service rodeo. When you buy a rodeo ticket or a soda at a rodeo, you're helping support a local 4-H group or a local Kiwanis club. And I don't think a lot of people realize just how much rodeo gives back to its community. And so I just want to keep highlighting the great work that rodeo communities are doing across the nation. And of course, help make new rodeo fans everywhere I go. Well, that is great. Wonderful. And and you may have answered it already, but my, my next question just piggybacks right on top of that. And, and that is when this is all over for you, whether that's, you know, in the next week or if it's in a, a year from now, what do you want your legacy as a rodeo queen to look like? Well, I, I like to joke a little bit. I've coined a few terms. We have a great truck, my, my Ram truck, sponsored by Peterson Dodge in Nampa. If you ever need a new vehicle, hit up Peterson. They're great supporters <laughs> of Rodeo Program. And they have uh, put my face on a truck for the year. <laughs> and that's been a lot of fun. And so I've started to call it last year with Hunter Rackham, the face truck. And so I think now forevermore it will be the face truck and the fur trappers association of idaho they graciously donate a fur to each miss rodeo idaho every year and i've started to call it the the raccoon you know obviously it's a (laughs) raccoon but i'm just being silly that's how i am and so i think forevermore it will be the face truck and the raccoon but on a more serious level, my platform this year has been to be a unicorn, and it's been absolutely amazing to hear from parents of young women and young children and, and these young kids themselves 
just how much that message was needed and how much it was embraced this year. And, you know, it was it started off as just something that meant a lot to me, but it's been amazing to see my community in the state of Idaho really rally around that message of staying true to yourself and being confident in who you are and what you want to do and not letting anybody else scare you out of that and, you know, staying true, letting your, your own sparkle shine. And so I really feel that even if it's just touched a couple lives this year, that is my, is my true legacy as Miss Rodeo Idaho. Well, when this is all over said and done, what is life going to look like for Sydney Butler? Well, fingers crossed for the next 365 days, it will look like a Black Hills crown <laughs> with uh, some per- beautiful pearls and gemstones on my head in the form of Miss Rodeo America and, and getting to represent the sport of rodeo for another year. But if not, you know, I am excited to go back to school at Boise State, get my master's degree in communication I am hoping to look into leadership coaching or maybe a few internships with some uh, public relations firms here in town, Mm -hmm. maybe going into a trade school. Uh, You know, there's endless opportunities and and no matter what, I'm just excited for what's ahead. Well, Sydney, if people want to send you words of encouragement, they want to cheer you on during the pageant, how can they do that? Well, of course, I will have my phone up until tomorrow morning. So uh, Facebook, if, if you want to give the Miss Rodeo Idaho or the Miss Rodeo America Facebook page a, li- a like, they will keep you updated on all the week's festivities. But if you would like to contact me directly during the week, contact is a little bit limited. I will be handing over my cell phone tomorrow morning to my best friend. But if you would like to send an email with words of encouragement or advice or maybe a funny story from the year, the last year, it's uh, make sure you put Miss Rodeo Idaho in the subject line and send that to mrapmedia at missrodeoamerica.com. So just like Miss Rodeo America pageant, but abbreviate that, the acronym to M-R-A-P, P as in pageant, media at missrodeoamerica.com. Sydney, we're very, very excited for you. Looking forward to seeing the outcome and thank you so much for joining us again. Best of luck to you. Thank you so much. I will see you on the other side and have a great week. All right, everybody. We will be right back with Jesse Cornforth, the 2018 Miss Rodeo, Oregon. Know when they say good fences make good neighbors? When you've got Balin Country gates and panels to really fence your livestock in. Also, when you let your neighbor in on the great deals you can find on Balin Country at DNB. Made from steel and designed for stamina. Balin Country gates and panels are tested to match up to robust ranch life. So instead of mending all those fences, round up a whole new one with Balin Country at D&B Supply. For work, play, or a little bit of both this winter, stop by D&B Supply for Wrangler gear. From flannel line jeans to stylish shirts and jackets, fit for the field or a night out, Wrangler has you covered. Established in 1947 with the spirit of courageous individuality, Wrangler apparel is designed to last and look good to boot. With new styles and great fits, it's clothing that wears well no matter what the season or what life throws at it. So stop by your favorite D&B and get covered this winter in Wrangler gear. Jesse, Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. Uh, you bet. And hey, I want to say, just as we kick off the episode, best of luck to you in the Miss Rodeo America pageant that's uh, starting tomorrow. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to get going. It is a week-long pageant, so 
I'm ready to roll. Been preparing for a very long time. What's your day-to-day preparation look like? So during the day, I actually have been prepping by riding a bunch of different horses that aren't mine. So the mornings usually involved going out to a training barn that I know about in Malala. And so going out there, riding two to three horses or more if they have them. Then I usually take my own horse out there and come home. And I really like to exercise. And so as a preparation for pageant, I actually decided to sign up for a half marathon. That'll be about a month after pageant. So I usually squeeze my run in during the middle of the day, and that's usually anywhere from three to six miles right now. So that's pretty fun, plus some strength training. And then studying anytime I can. I actually have a card table in my room right now that just has books open all the time. So, you know, if I think about a question, it's like, man, I don't quite remember that answer. I can open my books up really quickly and look at it and remember it for later. So lots of studying, (laughs) lots of exercising, and lots of writing. Yes, that is my life. (laughs) (laughs) All right. For one more week at least. Yes. <laughs> well, let's let's introduce. I'll, I'll always be exercising and writing, but I don't know quite about the studying. The part. studying, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's introduce you to our audience a little bit deeper. So, uh, what part of Oregon do you live in, and how long have you been involved in queening, and and kind of what stage of life are you in right now? Yes, definitely. So, I'm from Oregon City, and I started queening a bit later than everyone else. I didn't actually start riding horses till I was nine in general. And then I didn't start queening till I was 19. And I had done the 4-H thing all nine years. I did all four years of high school equestrian team. And I was down in college at Oregon State. And it was like, man, I, you know, I still have my horse. What do I do with it now? <laughs> and so I decided to kind of on a whim, try out for my hometown rodeo court. And they have a court of two to three each year. And so I was a princess my first year back in 2014 and then queen the next year. Then I took a year off to graduate from Oregon State University, go Beavs. I graduated with a degree in exercise science and a minor in psychology. And then my first horse that I ever owned had passed away at that point. Back in 2015, she was 26 years old. And so I decided to buy a two and a half year old horse. I'd never worked with one that young, but I bought him exactly a year before my pageant worked with him all year long and we figured each other out pretty well and went to pageant one. Very so cool. Pretty exciting. Well, how has this differed from all of your other horse competition experience and everything that you did in 4-H and all of that uh, before you started queening? Well, you know, the nice thing about 4-H and everything, I was very involved with it. I did horse judging and hippology. And so it really helped me kind of open myself up a little bit. When I was younger, I was really, really shy to the point of, you know, I didn't like making phone calls. I didn't like talking to strangers. So uh, that kind of helped me blossom a little bit. And then the same with equestrian team. I was drill captain all four years and then team captain for my last two. And so that kind of helped with my leadership skills. And then queening is just kind of rounded everything out where, you know, you have to get really flexible and be able to adapt quickly to situations and be ready to work with whatever you've got, whether you're going on a radio show and you <laughs> haven't prepped, it's okay. And being able to roll with the punches and be able to handle every situation with grace and knowledge and poise, it's a very big deal. Queening is an incredible 
program for young girls to be able to really get to know themselves as well. And I'm going to be a huge supporter of it for the rest of my life. Well, it sounds like it's been a very worthwhile experience for you once you decided to get involved. Yes. Yes, I would definitely agree. Well, now, is there a question or a topic or something like that that's been making you nervous, something you've been anticipating? You know, the hardest thing for me to talk about is current events. And that's just because with our world right now, there's so much they could ask us. And so you got to be able to know at least a little bit about everything. But one of the questions I'm actually most excited to talk about is I'm kind of an oddball in the group where, you know, I don't have a degree in ag sciences or veterinary medicine or anything like that, really ag related. Mm-hmm. And my parents didn't grow up with horses. So I'm very much a first generation cowgirl. And so I actually started a campaign during my year called Flex for JCCF. And so what this does is it kind of combines my passion of rodeo and fitness together. Mm-hmm. And so what we've been doing, it benefits the Justin Cowboy Crisis Fund, which helps injured cowboys come back from rodeo related injuries and helps take care of any financial setbacks that they may have during their injury. And so we actually, we came up with this in February. So I started a little bit later than I wanted to, but that was okay. So I've been taking pictures with people during my year while I travel. And we actually pose in bodybuilding poses. So like flexing our arms or, you know, kind of fun poses like that, just Mm -hmm. exercise related poses. Then they get posted to Instagram or Facebook with the hashtag flex for JCCF. And then at the end of my year after America, I'm actually going to donate a dollar for every single photo that's been posted throughout the year. Mm -hmm. And then I have people that are helping me with that, that are either matching me dollar for dollar or just doing straight donations. And it looks like if everybody donates that has planned to, we'll donate around $2,000 for the Justin Cowboy Crisis Fund this year. Very cool. What a great idea. And, and the reception on Instagram has been good for you? It has, yes. We, we even made a cutout of me so people can post with that too. And so we've <laughs> taken it to a few events and it's been fun. And I've been really lucky. We have a great state title holder group this year. And so when I've been traveling around a ton this year, they've been really receptive and doing lots of pictures with me. So that's been really, really fun to watch. Well, Jesse, let's take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I want to ask you about what it means to represent Oregon. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Say you were to ride off into the sunset. Ideally, what kind of boots and clothes would you be wearing? For horseback riders of all styles, nothing beats the look and performance of Ariat. Available at DMB Supply. Everyone from famous rodeo cowboys to country music legends to equestrian Olympians. Turn to Ariat with confidence. You can count on them too. Think of Ariat as your ultimate riding companion for the life and times in the West. When you need to better outfit your ride with Ariat, stop by your favorite DMB Supply. If you've got a beef with your current livestock equipment, Powder River Handling Products can change the game. Stop by DNB Supply to bring your herd upright. For over 80 years, Powder River has stood out as leaders in the livestock handling field. With continuous equipment innovation, their gear helps you work up close with your livestock safely and with minimal stress. Get a better handle on things around the ranch and stop by DNB Supply for Powder River livestock equipment. 
Well, Jesse, now that we're back, let's talk about what this has meant to you so far. So here you are. Uh, you've been doing it for a shorter amount of time than some of the people that you'll be competing against at the Miss Rodeo America pageant. But here you are. You get to represent your entire state of Oregon at the National Finals Rodeo. What does that mean to you? Well, it's very exciting and also terrifying, <laughs> but it's a great honor to represent Oregon. I was born and raised in Oregon, and I've always really appreciated what Oregon has to offer for people, whether you're a tourist just visiting or if you've lived here your entire life. It really has a lot to offer people. And so to be able to represent this incredible state is very, very exciting. And I sometimes think Oregon isn't really thought of when it comes to rodeo, Mm -hmm. but we actually have 14 PRCA rodeos. And then we're part of the Northwest Professional Rodeo Association as well. And so we actually have a lot of rodeos and some really big ones that sometimes I think get overlooked. And so to be able to represent Oregon and talk about how incredible our rodeo industry is, I'm very excited to represent Oregon. You know, Oregon's such a diverse state. You've got all the fisheries and everything on the on the coast and the different types of farming in the Willamette Valley, kind of where you live. And then you get out to Eastern Oregon and it's rangeland and public ground and cattle. As far as the eye can see, there's really a a lot that it offers. Exactly. When we had the Pendleton Roundup each year, uh, Miss Radio Oregon gets to host 10 or 11 other state title holders for that trip. And Mm -hmm. they actually come over a few days beforehand and stay at the title holders house or around their town. And so I actually took the girls to Seaside because we had a few girls that had never seen the Pacific Ocean Mm -hmm. and one that had never seen an ocean at all. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I didn't know that until she got here and told me. So I was really excited to take her. And then we took them to Silver Falls State Park. Have you ever been there? No. So it's the Trail of Ten Waterfalls. And a couple girls had never seen waterfalls either. And so to have that experience of having the girls here, it was really humbling because you know, you get so used to having all of these amazing, amazing things around you in Oregon. Since I'm from Oregon City, it's very green here. And then I took the girls to Pendleton and it's what, a couple hour drive. A few of them fell asleep and then woke up when we were near Hermiston. And they're like, what happened? Where'd the trees go? <laughs> yeah, that that can happen pretty quick when you're going from west to east in Oregon. <laughs> Definitely can. <laughs> Now, have you met all of the people, all of the ladies that you'll be competing against, or are there still some that you've yet to meet? There's a few that I haven't met yet, so I'm excited to meet them. We all know each other through Facebook and Snapchat. We have a few group pages that we all talk on, Mm -hmm. but so I feel like I know them, but I haven't actually physically met them in person yet. So when it comes to the pageant, does it feel more like a sense of competition or more like a sense of camaraderie? Well, I'm hoping it'll be a sense of camaraderie. I'm going with the mindset of purely enjoying myself. The fact that is, is we have 28 girls competing and they're, it's based on the opinion of four judges. So my goal is to represent Oregon as well as I physically can. I've been preparing forever for this, so hopefully it goes really well for us. <laughs> but I want to go and just have a fantastic week with these ladies to be able to know them this year and end on such a high. I can't wait for it. Well, let's take one more commercial break. Then we come back. Let's talk about uh, after pageant life for Jesse. 
Sounds great. Know what boots work as hard as you do? Georgia Boots, available to try on for size at D&B Supply. If you're on your feet all day, Georgia Boots knows the feeling. That's why they've designed exclusive comfort systems that cushion and support down to the bottom of your soles. While on the surface, they shield you from tough conditions with one of the most durable leathers out there. See why they earned the nickname of America's Hardest Working Boots and pick up a pair of Georgia Boots at your favorite D&B Supply. After a long day on your feet, nothing feels better than slipping into some Twisted X moccasins. So pick up a pair at D&B Supply. These aren't your ordinary shoes. With roots in Western boots, Twisted X creates handcrafted, comfortable moccasins that stand out from the pack. They capture the spirit of the American West from the design down to the soles. Find your new favorite comfort shoes with a pair of Twisted X moccasins available at your favorite D&B Supply. Well, Jesse, this is a very, very exciting time. I mean, I know that this upcoming week is going to be the culmination of a ton of work and all sorts of preparation as as we were talking about. If you are crowned Miss Rodeo America and you transition from representing solely the state of Oregon to now the entire United States, what is that going to mean to you? That's going to be an incredible accomplishment for me. You know, I, like I said, I grew up very shy and so the fact that I look back and I think about the fact that I even get to compete for that title is just something that I never dreamt that I would do. And so I love my state. I love my country. And so to make that transition would be huge. And I would definitely like to continue my flex for JCCF campaign and bring light to the Justin Cowboy Crisis Fund throughout the entire country. And when this is all over for you, whether that's now or, or, you know, or a year from now, what do you want your legacy as a rodeo queen to be? I want people to remember that I did something that was more than myself, which is the Flex for JCCF campaign. And within my state, I hope that people remember me as the one that was always smiling because that's really how I tried to take on every single event and make it the best that it could be and come in with everything with the best attitude. That is great. And once this finally, this, this path comes to a, to an end for you, what will life look like for you? What will you be doing next? Well, right after pageant, I'm going to take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) We don't sleep much during pageant, (laughs) but I actually, so I, I have my undergraduate degree from Oregon state, but I hope to go back to grad school for athletic training. Mm hmm in hopes of being part of the Justin Sports Medicine team someday down the road, working rodeos, um, helping injured athletes or preventing injuries. And that's going to take a little bit because I actually graduated option being occupational therapy. Mm-hmm. But throughout this year, I actually realized that that after talking with a bunch of people that were on the Justin Sports Medicine team, that's really not something that they use a lot. And so I'm going to take the GRE, redo my observation hour under athletic trainer instead of an occupational therapist. And while I do that, I'll go back to the job that I had beforehand. And then I'm actually thinking about starting my own business, working alongside my parents. They're screen printers. So we make t-shirts mm-hmm. and the Western fashion industry is huge right now. And when you're a rodeo queen, you kind of get thrown into it head first, which is really fun. Yeah. And so I might actually be starting up a bit of a Western clothing line. Very cool. Wow. So entrepreneurship and athletic training. Yes. Very, very <laughs> I like to cool. dabble in a little bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that is great. Well, Jesse, it's all very exciting. Best of luck to you this coming week and uh, really enjoyed speaking with you. Thank you for sharing with us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you all for joining us today and here is to you and your pursuit of the country lifestyle, however you define it. For the DNB Show, I'm Matt Breckwald. <laughs>